He is risen. Wow. There's no greater news in all of eternity than to know He is risen. Have you you spent the time this morning and over this weekend to ponder, to meditate on that truth? Christ, Messiah, Lord, King of kings, is risen. the, The grave couldn't hold Him. Death had no power over Him. Christ is risen. Amen and amen. This morning I hope that we can reflect even deeper on the meaning of His resurrection. Over these last weeks we've been talking about the mighty acts of God and Brad continues today through this beautiful portrait of the resurrected Christ as it has been portrayed by artists in the past. You know, yesterday was a a meaningful and emotional day for our community. On April 19th of 1995, 19 years ago, the Murrah Building bombing occurred. 168 were killed. 680 injured. Many of you in this room impacted by that event with friends family impacted by the bombing, friends and family involved in the rescue and recovery operations. 324 buildings damaged or destroyed. $652 million in damage. On June the 11th of 1997, Timothy McVeigh was executed for that crime, that Crime. His accomplice, Terry Nichols, is serving 161 consecutive life terms without the possibility of parole in federal prison. Justice has been served. But does anyone feel that still things just aren't right? And this is why Easter Sunday is so necessary. The death of Jesus on Good Friday to pay for and to bring justice to the sin of our lives would be incomplete without Easter. Good Friday would be missing what justice cannot bring. And that is life and hope. And future. This is why Easter is so important. This is why we need resurrection. And as we have learned over these last weeks, resurrection is only possible as a mighty act of God. You see, the mighty acts of God reveal His nature, they tell us who God is. And over these weeks, we have seen that God is Creator. And not that God created a a beautiful world in the past and then left that creation alone, but that God continues to create. Through the mighty acts, we have learned that God loves. He loves passionately. 
He loves sacrificially. He loves unconditionally. And as we've seen the mighty acts of God, we have seen this revealed to us in powerful ways. And because of God's love and because of God's creative nature and because of sin and a fallenness that this creation and that humanity has experienced, we have discovered through these mighty acts that God redeems. God saves. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the mighty act of incarnation. We had Christmas two weeks ago and celebrated that that God became man, that Emmanuel, God, is with us and He's with us through the life of Jesus, the one born in Bethlehem of Mary who walked and lived in this earth, who, who said of Himself, if you've seen Me, you have seen the Father. And through Jesus, the ongoing work of creation and of unconditional sacrificial love and redemption continued. His perfect life made way for His sacrificial death. As the Scripture says, we are healed by His stripes. Through the crucifixion, our sins are paid for. We are forgiven. We are made righteous through the sacrifice of Jesus on the Son, on the cross. And today, on Easter Sunday, the resurrection is the mighty act of God that authenticates Jesus. As a boy, I used to collect baseball cards and sports cards and memorabilia type things. And my wife will tell you that as a man, I continue to do that at at times. One of the real interesting and neat things that took place in that hobby about 20 years ago was the advent of autograph cards and and memorabilia cards with jerseys and pieces of football on them and, and all kinds of different things. But what began to happen was there began to be forgeries. And now, if you'll collect one of these cards, on the back will be a certificate of authentication. It verifies, it validates that the card that you have is the authentic signature, is the authentic jersey, is the authentic ball used by this particular person. Church, the resurrection authenticates, it proves, it validates Jesus' message. Today is the certificate of authentication for Jesus that He is Son of God. That He is Savior. That He is Messiah and Lord. Today authenticates that when Jesus came and said He was inaugurating a new kingdom, a kingdom that would be of grace, and of love, and of forgiveness, that in Him, that we could become a new creation for eternity. You see, the resurrection is this mighty act that is the key to today, that is the key to the life of Christ. As the women went to the tomb, the angels met them. As they were having that conversation in Luke 24, The angel said this to the women, Remember, remember 
And in verses 6 and 8, said, the angel said, Remember how Jesus spoke to you, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man and be crucified, and then on the third day rise again. And they remembered His words. His, his resurrection authenticates His prophecy. The words that He had spoken to His believers earlier. He had told them what was going to happen, but they had forgotten. The grief and the emotion of the weak had caused them to forget. The angel reminded them to remember Jesus had already told you what was going to happen. You see, the resurrection of Jesus not only authenticates these words, but also the entirety of His life, of His teachings, of His mission, of His ministry, and yes, of His kingdom. So as we celebrate resurrection today, as we try to understand the the depth and meaning of what it means that He is risen, let us take a, a moment to reflect on the meaning of resurrection. What is the significance of today for us? I think resurrection recognizes that life and death intersect on a daily basis. Think of your family. How many families do, do, do you know? Maybe your own family where even in your own family, you're in the process, you're in the midst of experiencing life and death. A matriarch, a patriarch, or, or both are, are in those older years and you, you know, you understand that their death upon this earth is coming. And yet as you grapple with those emotions, you celebrate because there are our grandchildren, there are new babies that are, that are here, there are new babies that are coming. And so you experience the, the struggle between life and death. What about in your own life? We experience those, those seasons of life and death at the same time. Through relationships that we would have, through through career changes and moves professionally, through coming to times of, of retirement, through illness, tragedy, exciting new things that, that just come out of the blue. We're always experiencing this contrast, this tension between life and between death. You see, I, I think these three statements are true. I am always living. I am always dying. And therefore, I am always in need of resurrection. Listen to the Apostle Paul. In 2 Corinthians 4, verses 7-10, through 10, he, he says this. He says, but we have this treasure. This treasure of the resurrected Lord. This treasure of salvation, of the Spirit of God within us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. But notice as he continues this thought, he says, always carrying about in the body, our body, the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. 
You see, Paul's trying to tell us these, these earthen vessels, these bodies that we have, they, they wear out. They, they chip. They crack. They shatter. They return to the clay, to the dust from which they came. And so do we. We always are in this tension between life and death. We're always in need of resurrection. We're always experiencing death day to day. We're always experiencing life and new life day to day. You see, death is inevitable. Romans 5 verse 12 puts it this way, Therefore, just as, one, as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all have sinned. Unless the Lord Jesus returns, all of us are going to die. We will return to the earth from which we were created. And because death is inevitable, we are left hopeless in a way. We are left in despair. We are left with the philosophies of eat, drink, and be merry. Why? Because when tomorrow comes, we may no longer be here. You see, life, because death is inevitable, leads to a sense of despair and hopelessness unless, unless there is something else, there is something greater. And resurrection is that thing which is greater. You see, resurrection trumps death. Praise God. Listen to 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 57. Death, death, that thing which ultimately seems to have victory, death is swallowed up in victory, in a new kind of victory. Paul proclaims, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. And because resurrection trumps death, we no longer have to live in the fear and the power of death. Rather, and this is what's revolutionary, this is what resurrection brings to our life, to the kingdom of God that is so different than the world around us. You see, now, today, Because of the resurrection of Christ, we too can experience resurrection living. We can live in the power and the hope of resurrection. We can anticipate those moments of resurrection as God's kingdom is present today. But also, as we look forward to that ultimate and final day of resurrection in the future, when all things will be made right and new. Listen to these passages that reflect on this idea of resurrection living. First of all, from Jesus in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. Jesus says this, If anyone wishes to come after Me, if anyone wishes to have this resurrection life, he must deny himself. He must take up his cross daily and follow Me. Now that that sounds strange, doesn't it? It sounds strange to those of us living in the, the kingdoms of this world. But listen as Jesus continues. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. 
But whoever loses his life for my sake is the one who saves it. Isn't that a beautiful picture and story? As we follow Christ, as we take up our cross and die to ourselves, we don't lose our lives. We gain life. We find life. So that Paul in Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave Himself up for me. Isn't that beautiful? As we, as we identify with Christ on the cross, as, as we die to ourselves, as we die to our own will, we no longer live, but Christ in us. Even through this flesh, Christ lives in us bringing about those daily resurrections that we so desperately need. You see, resurrection life is the call of Christ to follow Him and to live for His kingdom, not our own. I love the passage in Romans 8.28. I think it's a resurrection living passage. It says that God causes all things to work to good to those who love Him, to those who are called according to His purpose. That Scripture reminds us that as we live life, not everything is good. That we will experience the, the deaths and tragedies and victimizations along the way. But in resurrection living, we can come to that place of trust and faith where we would say, God, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. But I'm going to trust You. And I'm going to learn to walk in a way that depends on you. And I'm going to begin to see that even out of the, the ashes of this tragedy, that you're going to begin to bring new life. You're going to begin to bring hope. You're going to begin to bring a reason to carry on. This is resurrection living. And this is the life that each of us are called to live and to experience. So, how will you experience and celebrate Easter resurrection this year? Is Easter simply the annual rite of passage that we celebrate announcing spring? And in Oklahoma, spring storms? Is that what Easter is? Or, or is Easter simply about Easter bunnies and Easter egg hunts and, and new Sunday clothes? Or, is Easter the mighty act of God that announces victory over death? Is Easter resurrection the power of God to bring forgiveness and cleansing and new life no matter how much death and destruction and ashes we've experienced? Is resurrection the proof that the kingdom of God is here and that we can live according to its principles even today. Is Easter resurrection nonsense or is it the mighty act of God? Listen to Luke 24. As the women went back to tell the apostles, the disciples, that the grave was empty, that, that Jesus was not there, listen to the response of those first that heard this. Luke 24, verse 11. 
But these words appeared to them as nonsense. And they would not believe them. Folks, there are many in our world and culture today, there are some here today in this place that would say, you know, it's Easter and I'll just go along with the ride. But if you were to really peer into their hearts and their minds, they would say, this is all nonsense. And I do not believe. But Peter got up. And he ran to the tomb. He went to see for himself. And he stooped in and he looked in. And he saw the linen wrappings only. And he went away to his home marveling at what had happened. Or his resurrection mighty act of God in which you just shake your head. You, you can just see Peter going back home, shaking his head with, with a smile, with a grin on his, on his face saying, wow, Jesus, you did it again. And he marveled. He wondered at God's awesomeness. And we know the story. As Peter continued to encounter the risen Lord, and as his life became empowered by the Spirit of God and made a difference, just like today, those who trust in Him, those who experience this same resurrection life and power can experience new life. But just as those early disciples had to decide nonsense or marvelous and mighty act, we too must decide. You see, in the kingdom of God, resurrection, not justice, not Good Friday has the final say. And this morning, there are many of us here today that need to hear this marvelous truth. You need resurrection for today, but you also need it for tomorrow. Will you give your life to Him, the resurrected One? He is risen. The world has never been the same since. I don't know what kind of explosions have wrecked your life. But death does not have to have the final say. Today, you too can know the power of His resurrection. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Father, You are awesome. We marvel at Your beauty, at Your love, at Your redeeming, sacrificial, compassionate heart. And we wonder at the power of resurrection the possibility that we might experience resurrection in our own lives. Yes, for the future. Yes, for that time when this earthen vessel wears out. Lord, we thank You for that hope. But oh, even today, that we would know of the power of Your resurrection for now. For new life today. For new hope today. For second chances today. Thank You, God, for the victory that we might have. In just a moment, we'll stand and sing. Today's the day to rejoice and to celebrate the victory that God has won in your life.
but the truth is there are some here today that are struggling with that, that, that haven't made that victory their own, and we would love to pray with you, to, to walk with you, to talk with you about that decision, about God's invitation for your life. There will be ministers here at the front to, to pray and to greet and to receive you, and, and after the service as well. But you be faithful, because the resurrected God is moving and working and speaking in your life. Let's stand and sing together.